I have a legit crazy neighbor with boundary issues. I'm a 29-year-old female. I don't have any kids, but my younger sister, who's 16, is living with me and has for the last 10 years. We have a trampoline still in our backyard from when she was younger. The neighbor to the left of me has four kids and moved in a year ago. Two weeks ago, Glasgow started getting some really good weather, so the kids have been out playing constantly. Not an issue. They asked if I could let the kids use the trampoline one day, so I was like, sure, but only for a bit because I have friends coming over for some drinks. Seven 7 p.m. comes around and I asked them to go home because my five friends have shown up and we're going to be drinking. Cue the crying. They leave the garden upset, but hey, that's not my issue. They've been on it for three hours at this point. Their mom pops her head out of their bedroom window and asks if they can stay in the garden longer. Uh, no, I'm not your babysitter. She's annoyed, but drops it. Last week, I come home from some shopping and to my surprise, I find all four of the kids in the garden plus their younger cousin. I asked them to leave and tell them they can't just come into my garden without me there and they didn't even ask. They refuse to leave. So I shout up at their mom and tell her to get them out of my garden. She says, Oh, let them play for a bit. You don't even use it. Okay, but still, it's not your garden. Eventually, we get into an argument and they leave. She's pissed off and shouting that I'm being a Karen and that I should let them in. I tell her not to ask again because the answer will be no. This happened again the day after. All four of her kids plus their cousin waiting until I move the car from the driveway and heading straight into the garden. So I wake up this morning. I've since put a lock on the trampoline, just a small one on the mesh safety enclosure to stop them from opening it up because I'm petty AF. Plus it's Saturday. I'm not working today. It's my day off. and I want a long lie. But no, the neighbor decides that at 9 a.m. this morning, her kids are being fired straight out of that house with breakfast bars and a bottle of water. And they head straight into the garden. So I can hear them from my window. I look out and tell them to leave. By the time I get downstairs, their mom has descended from her house and is trying to climb the fence between our gardens, shouting about how I used to let them use it. And she's going to call the police for striking her kids. Uh, great, you do that. I'll be sure to show them the ring camera footage, which coincidentally also has footage of your husband picking the lock open so your brats can use the trampoline. So long story short, the entitled mother sends her kids into my garden repeatedly, even after being told not to. She calls the police on me for harassment and hurting her kids and ends up getting her own husband arrested for theft and housebreaking and criminal damage. Suck it, B. Some people have asked if I could sell the neighbor the trampoline. She has a V-shaped garden and the smallest one on the street. The trampoline is 12 feet and it wouldn't fit. I also gave her a bunch of my sister's old stuff when she first moved in, but have barely interacted with her since this. I decided that it's not worth the hassle. 10 minutes ago, I took a knife and I slashed the part that you jump on on the trampoline. My brother is coming on Tuesday to help me dismantle it and we will take it to the local recycle center. One of the top responses says, crazy entitled B, great ending to the story, but you're not petty at all. Your house, your garden, your trampoline. I think I would have either taken the trampoline away or spread something really nasty all over it. The he added, I was honestly doubting posting this because I didn't want people thinking that I hated kids and I'm just being a B, but it's the audacity of sending them in without even asking. I don't think they'll be back, but the next time I see them, I'll definitely spray something. One of the other higher up responses says, I have two kids of my own and I think that you are being very reasonable. Their mom next door seems to think that you are her free childcare slash playground, which the OP responds, absolutely. Believe me, if I could have given her it, 
I would have. I just happen to have the widest garden in this area. Because she is on the corner, her garden is a V-shape so it won't fit. The first time I asked them to leave, I was just annoyed because I had washing out and they left their shoes on the flower bed. Plus, no one even asked. So there's actually an update about a month into the future so we can see how this all played out. Hey everyone, I thought I'd give a quick update on what's happened since this incident. I had a few messages from people so I figure some might be interested to know. The main point, I guess, is that the day after this happened, I spoke to the police about the charges and asked if they could let it go. There was a charge of theft too because the dad had moved tools out of the way and threw them into his garden. But they got thrown back in so I wasn't missing anything. They initially asked me if I wanted the oldest kid charged. She looks a lot younger. I assume she's 10 but she's actually 13 years old because she was the one who climbed the fence first. Then went through my drive to open the gate and let the younger kids in without climbing over. I've since seen the dad at the local shop and he just sort of apologized quickly and thanked me for letting it go. I think the realization that his daughter could have been arrested was a wake-up call. I haven't heard an explanation though. Maybe he wasn't thinking about how serious it would end up. The mom, on the other hand, was an absolute crazy woman. I had mentioned that she told the police that I had struck her kids, which is absolutely untrue. She also decided to tell a couple of neighbors that I struck them. I had two people ask me about this. She also put some sort of barbed wire at the top of the fence to stop me from climbing over. She also chained her outdoor grill slash barbecue and dismantled the swing set that I gave her when she moved in. And I thought I was petty. On a maybe related note, I had a visit from the SSPCA about animal abuse even though I don't own any pets. They seem pretty annoyed about being called out for a prank, so I don't know what happens with that. I've been asked about my sister's involvement with this story. I just mentioned her at the beginning because I wanted to explain why I was 29 years old and had a trampoline in my backyard. She also wasn't home at the time because she has clubs on. By the time she got back, it was all over. Overall though, there haven't been more issues from it. The trampoline is now gone. The kids haven't really been out because it's been raining in the past week. I rarely see the dad around as he works and the mom spends her days in her own garden being the most obnoxious woman that you can imagine. About the whole dropping the charges situation, somebody said, well that was nice of you to drop the charges. The mom is only bolting her belongings down and putting wire up at the top of her fence to make others think that she was the victim. I wouldn't hesitate to show the video though to any neighbors that confronted you about the situation. Your reputation is also important. Don't let others mistake you as taking the high road and your silence as you being guilty of something you aren't. The OP said, I get the feeling she told the neighbors her husband just got let out of jail because they realized that he had done nothing wrong, not because I asked them to. The two that asked me, I did show the video to them and they were pretty shocked because she made it sound like I ran at her kids and just struck them on the back of the heads. When I first moved in, the couple had very little and I gave her a swing set that has a slide attached and my sister's old bike for the youngest. Plus, my friend was getting rid of a pram, so we gave her that too. It's the audacity though of just coming onto my property. So with everything you know that happened, am I the jerk? I think slashing the trampoline feels a little cruel, but I don't really know what other choice she would have had. They don't really even get into the whole conversation of liability here, but I think that's the main reason why people don't want other people to use their trampoline because it's really easy to accidentally get hurt if you don't know how to use a trampoline or if the trampoline fails and then you are liable for that person's injuries in some situations. But since the post doesn't go there. I'm not going to go there either. The main point that makes this difficult is that she says she would have given the trampoline to the neighbors if they just had enough space to fit it. So that's why it's a feels bad moment because now no one gets to use it and it gets destroyed when it was seemingly a perfectly functioning trampoline. But like I said, really, what else could she have done? She's already asked them not to use it again and again and again and she was letting them use it. It was just around her timetable when the neighbors wanted to do it on their time 
bedtime table. She wanted to have her friends over and not have them there, but they didn't care. They wanted to stay later. It's one of those you give an inch and they take a mile type of situations. But maybe there was a better solution. What would you have done if you were in this situation and jerk or not a jerk and why? My boyfriend of eight years cheated on me with his best friend's fiance and he is now begging me for a second chance. I still love him, but I don't know what to do. For context, I'm a 28 year old female and my boyfriend is 28 also. Here's some background. I met my boyfriend in college when we had a class together. He was struggling because of his party lifestyle, but I, being a studious introvert, was thriving. He begged me to help him and I relented eventually. I hated his guts, but for some reason, he made me fall in love with him. He was such an open book too and waited patiently for me. I didn't let him kiss me till four months into dating and I didn't do the deed with him until our one year anniversary. He was my first and I really wanted to be sure that I was giving my V to someone who truly loved me. I didn't ask him to, but he slowly gave up partying and drinking for me and we both found a new friend group in college who we've maintained to this day. He gave up everything willingly because he said he'd rather spend time at home with me. The one thing from his past that he didn't give up though was his childhood best friend who we'll call Max. Max always hated me. I think he blames me because now he only sees my boyfriend a few times a month and that he isn't fun anymore. He also openly questions our relationship in front of both of us and says stuff like, you'll come to your senses eventually when talking to my boyfriend. I told him I wasn't comfortable. So since then, he never let Max around me, but they still hung out and I really didn't mind because I trusted him. Okay, so this is what happened recently. Max got engaged to his long-term on-again, off-again girlfriend and invited both of us over to celebrate. It would have just been the four of us. Restrictions have been lifted in our area. As long as contact and the amount of people involved were kept to a minimum. I declined, which in retrospect was a big mistake. My boyfriend offered to stay with me, but I told him that he didn't need to and I'd understand if he wanted to support Max, even though I despise the guy. Again, this was a mistake in retrospect. The next morning, my boyfriend came home crying. We lived together. He was still clearly hungover, so I bathed him and I put him to bed. When he woke up a few hours later, he told me everything. Apparently, he got really, really sloshed at the party. Max's fiance, who I guess I'll call homewrecker, was very flirty with him the whole night and helped him when he passed out. The next thing my boyfriend says he remembers is when he woke up, homewrecker was bobbing on him while he was naked. He says he was too sloshed and just went along with it while Max watched. According to my boyfriend, they're into the whole hot wife thing or whatever that means. The next thing my boyfriend says he remembers was waking up naked next to the homewrecker with a bunch of used Jimmy hats around them. He rushed home after that. My heart is breaking right now, guys, and I don't really know what to do. He's been begging me for a second chance, even showing me that he blocked Max and the homewrecker on everything. He promised never to contact them again. He also swears not to drink when I'm not around and that he'd keep his phone unlocked and I can look through it whenever I wanted, no questions asked. He kept telling me how much he regrets it and how much he loves me and how I'm the only one. The sad thing is... I believe him. This man was my first everything and I feel like my world is just crumbling around me. A few weeks ago, we were thinking about getting married and how many kids we wanted. Now, I can't even look at him without my heart breaking in two. This all happened a few days ago and I've barely left the room. He's giving me space, but he's also doing the little things that make me fall for him all over again. He keeps the house clean. He's been cooking me the food I like and leaving short love notes beside it on the dinner table. I am so lost right now. I so desperate 
desperately want to forgive him, but every time I look at him, I can't shake off the image of him being with another woman. I know I was never his first, but he kept promising me I was going to be his last, and he broke it. Despite everything though, deep down, I still love him. Guys, I don't know where to go from here. I'm crying just typing this out, but I don't have anyone to talk about this with. Usually, when problems this big come up in my life, he is the one that I turn to for help. I love him, but I don't know if I can trust him anymore. What should I do? Will couples counseling help? Should I just cut my losses and end it? He seems very, very remorseful. And he did confess to the whole thing immediately after. Should I give him a chance? I'm sorry for the long rant. I'm just lost right now. But before you decide, three days later, there is an update. A lot has happened in the last few days. I'm sorry I haven't responded to anyone. I just don't think I was in the right headspace to actually hold a meaningful conversation. Rest assured, I read all the replies. So where do I begin? Well, I think some of you would be delighted to know that he left me for not being supportive. Sucks to be me, I guess. I guess you guys were right. I am a sucky girlfriend. He's now off to be with his brand new supportive girlfriend. Nah, I'm just kidding. But some of you would have wanted that to happen, right? So here's what really happened. After reading some of your comments, I started to see things from a different perspective. I never really thought of it as anything other than cheating. And it didn't help that when he came home to me that morning, he claimed to have cheated on me. And I guess my mind just started going into a dark place where logic goes out the window. It's definitely not an excuse, but I really wasn't in the right mindset after he said he cheated. I guess it was after the realization that this man would never willingly hurt me is when all of the anger and pain of being cheated on was washed away. I couldn't really bring myself to talk to him at first. He was on the couch, blankly staring at whatever was on TV. He looked empty. I sat beside him and I told him I had no intentions of breaking up. Well, he came to life almost immediately and before I knew it, his arms were wrapped around me. He was shaking and I could tell he was crying. I was too. Remember when I said I felt my world was crumbling around me? Well, for the first time in what seemed like forever, I could feel it starting to fall back into place. I didn't realize how calming a simple embrace could be. Everything was starting to feel right again. Then we talked. He apologized again for cheating. And when I told him I didn't think that he cheated, he had a puzzled look on his face. I asked him if he gave consent and he said no. I tried to explain. I guess he still doesn't realize that he was actually taken advantage of. He said... The first thing that came to his mind after what happened was that he cheated on me and was so afraid of losing me. This man, after having the unspeakable done to him, first thought of how much he betrayed me instead of how he was betrayed himself. I was floored. He said his first response had to be to win me back, which is why he's been going the extra mile the last few days taking care of me from a distance. When it was my turn to speak, I told him how sorry I was for not being supportive. I jumped to conclusions without actually thinking about it clearly, which was pretty out of character for me. A few more exchanges after that and the conversation shifted to Max and the homewrecker. I told him that I never wanted him anywhere near Max or her again and he agreed. I've always thought he was a bad influence but I never thought he'd take it this far so I never stopped him from seeing his ex-best friend. He showed me his phone which didn't have a lock anymore. He said that he blocked both of them on everything but wanted to keep the open phone policy. He said it so I can be sure he isn't back in touch with Max. I urged urged him to file a police report, but he was against it. He said that even if he was forced upon and the unspeakable happened to him, he couldn't bring himself to do it. I didn't really know about it at first, but his family and Max's family have a very long history of friendship. Their moms were college best friends and their dads worked together. Not only were the two of them close, even their families were close. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. 
In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I thought they were just neighbors, but it was much more than that. I didn't know because every time I visit his family, the topic was never brought up and I haven't really met any of Max's family except for his little sister who came by to play with my boyfriend's little brother. He said he didn't want to ruin decades of friendship and would be content with just going no contact with Max. He's getting tested later today and I hope that B didn't give my man anything. I'm also pretty confident that my boyfriend didn't get homewrecker pregnant because Max absolutely hates children. So I'd imagine Imagine homewrecker would be on birth control given how many guys she's been with. My boyfriend and I came to the conclusion that Max most likely set the whole thing up to break us apart so that he can have his best friend back. They used to be partners in crime after all when it came to parties and picking up women. I would like to point out that I did not force him to change. He himself chose to do so, but I know he did it for me, which makes me fall in love with him even more. When we first met, he was still the playboy party animal he was, but he told me after hanging out with me for a few weeks that he didn't really feel like sleeping around anymore. I didn't really believe him at first, obviously. I've also noticed that a few people were bashing me for making him wait one year to do the deed. I'm sorry, I just have different views. I believe that doing the deed with someone is for people who love each other, so I wasn't willing to sleep with anyone that I wasn't deeply in love with and didn't love me back. I don't judge people who sleep around. My boyfriend has a high body count, but I don't really hold it against him, but back then, I just wanted to be sure that I wasn't just a girl that he thought of as a conquest, but someone who he actually 
actually loves and sees a future with. Considering his past, I was very skeptical for a while and I had my walls up the entire time, but he slowly tore them apart and I'm glad he did. The reluctant yes when he first asked me out was and still is one of the best decisions I have ever made. Max's plan had the opposite effect. It's rough now, but I can see this experience as making our relationship even stronger. I love him more than ever, believe it or not, and I'm sure he feels the same way. The last few days have taught us both how bad our lives would be without each other. I guess it made us value each other even more. Not that either of us took the other for granted. And yes, we're both getting therapy, both individually and as a couple. To be honest, I'm still shaken over the whole thing. Even when we cuddle, I can still imagine the homewrecker having her way with him, and I can't help but cry about it. I'm still shaken up by the whole thing. I can only imagine how much worse it is for him, but I'll be there for him every step of the way. I know he didn't cheat. I know he wouldn't break my heart. I know that he loves me. I know that I love him. It's hard right now, but knowing those facts makes me confident we can see this through. Someone pointed out that we were soulmates, and I like to think that we are. I can't see myself being with anyone but him. So, what do you think was the right thing to do here? This was intense. It seems like there are a lot of people from the first post that still think that the boyfriend is just saying, oh yeah, I was so sloshed, I don't remember what happened, but in reality, he chose to do this because he wanted to do that. But really, nobody will ever know except for the boyfriend, the homewrecker, and Max. It sounds like the main reason that a lot of people still think that is because all the protection was all over the place, and the fact that the homewrecker might be pregnant if she wasn't on birth control, but all of that stuff can still happen without giving your okay to. In other words, what I'm saying is what the OP thinks isn't some impossible scenario that she's just in a delusional state of mind. It is possible that that is how things went down. And if they did go down that way, then that's going to be something the boyfriend has to live with for the rest of his life. And the girlfriend, the OP, will have to just take his word for it because it sounds like she's not going to be talking to Max and the homeworker anytime soon. And this situation for her is obviously devastating. And it would also be pretty crushing in the other situation where the boyfriend chose to do that. This kind of stuff can and does happen to men because apparently a lot of people seem to think that it's not possible at all. And maybe that theory that the whole reason that Max set this up was to try and pry the boyfriend away from the OP is good enough reason because if they've been together for eight years and he's lost his best friend for eight years, maybe this was just his weird Hail Mary to try and get his best friend back into his life. So if you were in a situation like this, how would you handle it? Would you push your partner to go to the police even if they didn't want to? Or would you accept it as it was and try to move forward? Let me know down below. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. To finish listening to all the stories in this series, use the playlist at the top of the description. And next time you live stream, use the cream of the crop music search for cream of the stream on spotify or whatever music platform you use for copyright free music to use for your stream it's free cream of the stream either way thanks a lot for listening i'll see you guys next time